Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. series are we there yet and I want to talk to you about tables over fences tables over fences and I want to talk to you on the topic of offense offending other people getting offended by other people have has anybody like noticed people are getting offended just kind of a little bit lately um, and, and are we at the place are we at a time and place where we're done being offended and offending others and the answer is no we are not um, we are not there as a culture we are not there as a society but but hopefully after today we can take steps there as a church and so today I want to let this be known. If you are a follower of Christ, this message is for you, right? Like this is applicable to you. I'm, today I'm not talking to your spouse. Today I'm not talking to your lost friend. Today I'm not talking about your lost relative or your neighbor. Today I'm talking to you. And here's what I hope is that as I'm talking about a sermon that is about being offended and being offensive, the irony is this, is that a lot of you, if we're not careful, will get offended. Why I'm talking about offense and not getting offended. Like you're going to be, well, that offended me. Well, here we go. Um, and so I just want to, this is my prayer, this is my goal, is that we would open our hearts and we would open our ears to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and that we would drop our opinions, we would drop our defenses and realize today as your pastor, man, I'm not trying to work my narrative in. I just want to talk about what does the Bible say about being offensive and being offended. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 through 21. It says, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Everybody say liar. Yes, you're a liar. Four, whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given this, us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Anyone who loves God has to love people, right? And I want to talk to us about this because this is the main thing, right? This is what we are called to do. And yet, we went through 2020 and as a church in general, the church, the big church in general, but also for us, Foundation Church, there's times we didn't do really good at this. 
And we started 2021, and everybody was hoping the craziness of 2020 wouldn't follow into 2021. And I read a really funny meme that said, uh, 2021's just 2020 with bangs, right? Like, some of you, you kind of feel that. Um, you're like, yep, here it is. Um, she's just got bangs on. Um, you're still the same crazy. I, I see you, right? Um, and so here, here's my goal today. When it comes to talking about offense is that we wouldn't give offense and we wouldn't get offended. That we wouldn't give it or get it. Now, we're in COVID-19, and I know all of us are probably tired of hearing about COVID-19, but even if we're not tired of COVID-19, we're in flu season, right? We're in strep season. We're in all these things. And so at this time of the year, I'm actually pretty cautious even without COVID because I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get sick. I hate being sick. I hate getting the flu. I hate getting strep. You know, all of it is. And now COVID's taken that like to an nth degree up here. And so here's what is happening. We're, the goal is... For most of us, some of you were crazy, like when COVID first came out, like I'm gonna lick every doorknob and get it as fast as I can and just build up my immunity. But for most of us, the goal was not to get COVID and not to give COVID, right? Not to get it and not to give it. And so we'd had little tools here. We had hand sanitizer that you couldn't find when all the craziness hit back in February and March, right? And disinfectant wipes and, and Lysol, right? And you're just like, I'm not going to spray this or I won't be able to speak all day. Um, but um, we, we have these things and these tools to help us hopefully not get it, but also not give it. And if we have tools to help with the spread of disease and germs, right? Some of us were just germaphobes, right? Is that we've got to have tools that you and I use, that you and I put into practice so that we don't give offense and we don't get offended on the regular. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So first thing is this. So how do we not, how do we not give offense? How do we not be a person that is offending everyone, that is offensive? Every time you get on social media, bam, 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 you know, you're typing in all caps, right? You're like, hear me, right? Exclamation, 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 right? Like, come at me, bro. Um, and, and I love it. The whole new thing is don't at me, right? And so that's, that's you. So, so here, here's, here's where we're at. How do you not become that guy? How do you not become that girl? And some of you are like, yes, right now, please preach this really hard. Um, here's what I want us to know. As followers of Christ, as followers of Christ, here's our mandate. Here's what you and I are instructed to be about. It's the first point. We've got to be known for our purpose, mission, and Savior more than our opinions, preferences, and politics. If we're going to stop offending other people, well, are you saying to not be, to stand up for what is right or my political beliefs? Stop. Listen. Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. Listen, <laughs> listen with your ears. Um, so, we've gotten this backwards. The, the, the body of Christ has gotten this backwards. And it, a lot of people know more about our opinions. A lot of people know more about our preferences. A lot of people know more about our politics and our political lean than they do what our purpose is, what our mission is, and they have any idea about who our Savior is. And we're no more for the party we vote for than the Savior we serve. That can't be. 
Here's what the Bible says. Here, here it is, Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 39. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? He said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's our purpose. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it, our mission. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. John 13, verse 34 through 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment, right? This is right, same chapter. Just wash the feet of the disciples, and, and Jesus is uh, getting ready to go to Jerusalem. He's in Jerusalem, getting ready to be crucified, knows what's coming, and he gathers his disciples, and he just covers this topic one more time. Like, like he didn't say it clear enough before, but man, hear me, guys. Come in. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as, not as your parents loved you, not as your friends have loved you, not as your spouse has loved you, but just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. It's not if you check in on Facebook at church. It's not if you have a Christian bumper sticker or a t-shirt. It's not how much you know of the Bible. What's going to show the world that you are his disciples? How good we are, how good we are at loving one another. At loving other people. And to be honest, man, we've gotten sidetracked from this. To be honest, we, we've really majored on the minors and minored on the majors. And, and we've come to this place where this past year, man, our country is divided. We've got families that have split over politics. We have friendships that are ended based on what you said on social media or what you posted or how you conducted during COVID. We have friends that aren't friends anymore, neighbors that, are, that hate one another, all based on what sign you put in the yard. And we are splintered and we are split and we don't know how to get along. And it's happening in churches. Well, I'm not going to go to that church if they don't. And I'm not going to go to that church if he doesn't. And, and hear me, Foundations Church. We've had people that have left the church because I wouldn't endorse a certain person as president. We had a person that said, well, if you don't endorse this movement, then, then that means you hate this group of people. And if you can't come out and speak against that person and how they're acting, then I'm going to leave the church. Hear me, as your pastor, this is never going to change. My job is not to push you towards a president but a savior. My job... My job is not to push you to a Democrat party, a Republican party, but to push you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. My job is not to get involved in the latest trend, the latest movement, the latest fab, but to push you to the movement that Jesus Christ started over 2,000 years ago that is still changing lives, that is still changing eternities. That is my job. And if I'm going to offend somebody, it's not going to be based on my political belief, my opinion, my preferences. It's going to be based because your pastor is committed to preaching the whole Bible, not what itching ears want to hear, not what's comfortable to preach, but what is right and wrong, not according to my preference, not according to my opinion, not according to a political party, but according to the Word of God. That's it. And that is easy, right? Like, I was like, don't let the door hit you on the butt when you're leaving. Like, I'm not... I'm not telling you to vote for Trump or vote for Biden. I'm not that guy. And it's easy for us to say, yeah, 
Stick it to the man, right? Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But how do you handle it when somebody disagrees with your opinion? When somebody disagrees with your preference? When somebody attacks you over your political lean? What do you do? And here's what our tendency is. We push those people out, right? Well, if you're going to say that, then you're no longer my friend on Facebook. Huh? Like, ooh. I guess we can't sit at a table anymore if, uh, you know, I, I just won't be at Thanksgiving. If that's the way it's going to be. And here's what happens. We start building fences instead of tables. Right? And what do fences? We start driving posts into the ground. And what's a fence purpose? A fence's purpose is to, to set boundaries and to keep people on their side of the fence, on their side of their property, right? Like you're like, don't come in my yard. This is my fence, right? This is what, this is my yard. If you yell at kids for hitting a ball into your yard and getting on your grass, you are officially that old grumpy guy. Stop it. Stop. But we build fences and we put fences up to keep others out. And some of us, this is what we are doing as a church. We've got churches that are building fences over politics. Oh, oh, you vote, whoop, I'm breaking it. You voted for Trump? Oh, I guess, I guess you don't love Jesus then. Like, if you vote for Trump, MAGA forever, like, and you've got the flag and you've got the hat, make America great again. How can you be a Christian and vote for Trump? And you know what you're doing? You're building a fence. Oh, oh, you voted for Biden? I should have been on the left for that, right? You're voting for Biden? <laughs> Correct that next service. Yeah, how can you vote for Biden and be a Christian? Oh, you, you, you canceled out my vote? You're ignorant. <laughs> you don't know what a good American looks like. It looks like this on this side of the fence. Like, how, how, how could you? How could you call? You're, you're not the same kind of Christian I am. Ding, ding, ding. We've got church, churches dividing over this. Like, like let's, let's take a step back. If you would have told me at the start of 2020, people would leave churches or go to churches based on this, I would have laughed in your face so hard. And yet masks are splitting churches wide open. Oh, you don't, you don't wear a mask? You hate old people. <laughs> you hate all people. Right? Like, you, you're a monster. Like, you're ignorant. You, don't, you must not like science because the science is there, right? Like... Jesus would wear a mask. <laughs> what? Where is that in the Bible? And the reason you're laughing, because it's true. You've read stuff and you're going, we start pushing scriptures to fit our narrative instead of making our narrative fit in the scriptures. Oh, oh, you, you like to wear a mask. Sheep. You're a coward. Where's your faith? Faith over fear, right? I've got a mask that says faith over fear. Faith over fear. 
Like, you're being programmed, you're being conditioned. Wake up, America, wake up. <laughs> and we're building fences. We're building fences. Schools and educators. Oh, you want my kid to come to school? You hate my kid? You're going to expose him to a deadly virus. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, you don't want my kid to come to school? Like you got your raise two years ago to your teachers, and now you're being lazy. Like, great. Way to go, educators. Good job. Glad we could support you two years ago. Now support my child, right? Like, give him a chance. <laughs> We're there. Well, you know what? If white people would just stop. If black people would just start doing. If poor people would work harder and get a job. If rich people would just share, you selfish jerks. Hey, boomer, stop acting like an old person. Like, get up to date. <laughs> Who needs millennials? They're flaky. Can't trust them. Snowflakes. <laughs> and church, we're building fences. We have come to a place where we have, and here's what's happening. The rest of the world doesn't want to come to church anymore because they see we're building fences instead of tables. And, and the question is this. You're building fences over politics, over schools, over masks, over, over movements. And, and, and was it worth it? Was, it? was it worth it? No. Was that what you were supposed to be about? No. It wasn't it. And here's what Jesus invites us to. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. That word considerate means careful not to hurt others. Ugh, I thought it meant something different. Nope. <laughs> let people see, let everyone, not the people that you agree with, but people that are on the other side of the fence that you've built up. Let everyone see that you are considerate in everything you do. Everything. How you talk to people, how you conduct yourself, how you, how you are on social media. Let them see you're, you're trying not to hurt other people. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 through 24. Some of you need to write this down and memorize it. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. Amen. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Why did he have to say difficult people? <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> I know, it's funny. <laughs> That's how it is. And we, we, we just like, oh, I, can, I can love them, but I don't, I don't understand the people over there. <laughs> be patient and love, and be kind to everyone, even difficult people. So here's what, here's what the Bible is teaching and asking us to do. It's asking that we would build tables instead of fences. 
What's a table do? If a fence builds boundaries and keeps everyone else out, a table invites people to come in, to have fellowship, to make relationship, to talk, to communicate, to break bread. Like when, when Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house for, for like a meal, it was a big deal because you only did that with intimate friends. You only did that with people you liked. It was a huge deal that Jesus went to somebody who was on the other side. Everybody hated Zacchaeus, not because he was short, but because he was a tax collector. The Jews hated him, the Romans hated him, and Jesus said, I'm coming to build a table for you to come and dine with me. And Jesus has called us to do the same thing. Church, he's called us to build tables. Not to be offensive over our opinions, our preferences, and our politics, but that we would be great at our purpose, at loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, at staying on mission, which means loving other, others as Christ has loved us, and staying all about making Jesus famous. If you do that, I can promise you this, you're going to offend a lot less people. So if that's how we don't offend people, how do we not get offended? Right, how, do, how do we, what's the tools that we can use to not get offended? The first thing is this, don't take the bait of offense. Don't take the bait of offense. Alarms are going off, people are losing their minds. Woo! Very well timed. People are gonna say things to offend you. People are going to say things that are going to make you mad. And, and here's how they like, here's how you know when offense is getting ready to come your way, right? When they say things like, no offense, but it's coming. Don't take this the wrong way, but I, I don't mean this personal. <laughs> I, I don't mean this in a mean way, but. And they say things and they do things. And if you're not careful, you get offended. And you take the bait of offense. Proverbs 19.11 says this. Good sense makes one slow to anger. And it is his glory to overlook an offense. Good sense doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't think before it speaks. Good sense makes one slow to anger. And it is his glory to overlook an offense. This word offense in the Hebrew comes from a word called scandalon. And it means a stick for bait for a trap. Generally a snare, a stumbling block. And can I, there are going to be things. There's going to be moments. There's going to be things that people say that are family, that think like you, that love you, that, that are with you. There are going to be things your friends say. There are going to be things that people that don't like you, that don't think like you, that don't buy, vote like you, are going to say to you. And don't you take the bait of getting offended. It's not for the benefit of others, the Bible says in Proverbs 19.11. It says it's to your glory to overlook, and if it's, it benefits you to overlook what they said, what they did. I, I love this quote. It says this, never trust your tongue when your heart is bitter. Hush until you heal. Some of us, I think we need that. We need to hush until we heal. Anytime we get sick at the house, 
my wife. If one of us is sick, my wife follows the other person out. Casey is awesome and I love her, but she is not going to let sickness spread. And she follows you around with Lysol and disinfectant wipes. And you feel like you don't, like you're like, dude, am I welcomed in this house? Like, she's like, what else did you touch, right? And she's wiping down the remotes. She's wiping down your cell phone. She's wiping down everything. And you're like, I'm diseased ridden. Like you just, you feel so dirty, right? Like you're just like, I'm dirty. Um, so. But what's she doing? Why is she doing this? Why is she chasing me around like the air you breathe is infected now, right? Like why is, she, why is she doing this? Because she doesn't want that sickness to spread. And I'm telling you, offense is a super spreader when it comes to your life. And it doesn't stay offense. It turns into hurt feelings. And hurt feelings turns into a bad attitude. And a bad attitude turns into your demeanor. And your demeanor turns into your life. And you live an offended life at all times because what somebody else said to you, and here's what happens, we become more easily offended if we hang on to offense. If we get offended here, we get offended there, we've taken the bait, and the, the simple truth is we have a tendency to keep taking the bait. So how do we, how do we not get offended? I love this first part. First thing is this, stop being overly sensitive and offended by everything. Stop being, it got real quiet, stop being overly sensitive and offended by everything, if your feelings are constantly getting hurt, if you are constantly feeling left out, if you're constantly taking it the wrong way, why'd you look at me that way? I wasn't even looking at you. Well, now my feelings are hurt because you weren't even looking at me. You don't even think I'm worth enough to look at? Like, come on, come on. The games, I like, there's no, there's no winning, right? Like, come on. If you are getting offended on the regular, the chances are, the chances are, you're overly sensitive and offended way too easy. And the irony is right now, you're getting offended. How could he say that? Check out what 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse, verse 4 through 5 says. It says, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not provoked. Check this, I love the Amplified Version right now. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. If you are being easily offended, you are not loving like Christ has called you to love. It's true. You don't know what you said. You are assuming the worst instead of giving the benefit of the doubt. And guys, the church has to look different. Well, they get offended all the time. Why don't I get to be offended all the time? Because you're called to live your life different. That's it. Because I'm called to live my life different. So I don't get the luxury of taking the bait of offense because it always sets a trap for me. And it always sets a trap for you. And when you would get offended, it does more harm to you than the person you got offended with. Don't be overly sensitive. Don't be overly emotional right now. Because, man, it's, it's hard to say anything without saying the wrong thing, right? Like, oh, you hate these people and you hate that people. No, I don't hate anybody, right? Like, like what do you say? If you are constantly getting offended, take the chip off your shoulder. And, and, and best way I can say it, I love you. Please hear me. you got to suck it up and move on. And realize God has a bigger thing for you to do with your life than getting your feelings hurt every day. 
Let's move on because I'm still about to go on that. Um, if, something, if something keeps offending you, stop watching, listening, or scrolling. If something keeps offending you, stop watching it, listening to it, or scrolling. Man, some of you, the best thing you could do for your spiritual life is turn the news off for a few days. Turn the talk radio off. Are you telling me to be politically ignorant? Is that what I'm hearing right now, Justin? That's what I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. This guy's telling me to just be a sheep and be politically ignorant. Um, I'm not called, no, it's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying be ignorant. But give your soul and your mind and your heart a chance to reset. I need to stop. Um, some of you, the reason you're freaked out, and we're going to hit this next week, is because all you're looking at is WebMD and looking at how this is going to kill the whole world and society, and we're never going to be able to ride a roller coaster again or be able to swim, like do anything. It's like, it's the end of the world. Like, and you're like, this person says this, and this disease specialist says this, and this is what the news organization's saying, and, th- and, and, and we're going to martial law. And some of you are like, stop it right now. Like, come on. Like, you got to shut it off because you're, fo- you're focusing on focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing and I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Philippians chapter 4 says this. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Let's go back to that. Not what you view is right, not what society is right, but whatever is right. And how do we know what is really right and really true? Because it is confirmed by God's word. Whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things center your mind on them and implant them in your heart and if you are constantly getting offended if you are getting offended I can promise you this your heart isn't focused on a biblically centered thing you're 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 fixated and you're focused on the wrong thing and you're focusing on all the wrong and what was said to you and I do this and you do, I wish, like, I'm the worst at a comeback. Like, I have really great comebacks 30 minutes later. I'm like, dang it, I should have said this. Like, ah, right? Like, I was like, ooh, that would have just killed it. Like, that would have been the nail in the coffin, boom, right? And so what I do, I steam, and I get mad about what they said and how they treat me, and they don't even know me, right? And I get offended. What's happened? I'm fixated on what somebody did and what somebody said, and I'm building a fence instead of fixating on what the word of God says about me and how I should conduct my life, and that helps me build tables. Third thing is this. Someone keeps offending you. Stop hanging around them. Stop giving them access. Stop calling and texting them. Well, Justin, I'm married to them. Well, <laughs> um... We're going to talk about that in February in our relationship series called The Love Guru, right? Some of you, some of you are having a hard time. And some of you laughed a little too hard at that. But the reason you're constantly offended is because you're around the wrong people. And they keep bringing you down, and they keep destroying you, and they keep offending you, and you have to be control. You have to be in control of who you're giving access and who you're giving influence to. If we're gonna, if we're gonna look different, right? If our lives, 
You can't just give everybody access to your life. Give everybody input in your life. Share your dreams with everybody. Share your struggles with everybody. You have to be really picky about who you give access to because the Bible says this, bad company corrupts good character. And it's so true for adults. It's not just a great verse for teenagers. It's true for the 90-year-old adult that is here. You better be picky who you give access to. Ran across this picture, and I loved it. It's people. Nate, you need to start this because Nate has a fence company. It's people who had fences, and they actually turned the fences into tables. How cool is that, right? Like, that's a really great idea. Moneymaker, when you make your first millions, let me know. Just keep tithing, Nate. Just keep tithing. And I thought, this is, this is, first off, I would have no idea how to do this, but what a great idea. Especially during COVID, they're able to socially distance, so, so whatever your belief is on that. But, but I love that somebody was taking something that was meant to divide and turned it into something to help us gather, to help us have community, to help us have relationships. And Foundation Church, that's got to be us. Man, we got to be table builders. And where there were fences and where there were opinions and where you had preferences that you were taking those exact opinions and those exact preferences and you say, you know what, that's not the main thing. And you start building tables where you welcome other people that look like you and don't look like you that think like you and don't think like you. And here it is, FC. We can't wait for politicians to do this for us. It's not going to happen. Some of you are always going to hate the president that gets elected because it's not the guy or the girl you voted for. There, I see what I did there. Yeah, I gotcha. Thank you for including women, Justin. Um, so... You can't wait for Hollywood to do this for us, a superstar. This is, this is the role of the church. This is what it looks like to love one another as Christ loved us. So my challenge and my charge to you, man, let's not be busy offending everybody else. Let's not be busy to, to where people know our opinions and our politics and our preferences and what we think and how we lean more than they know how much we love our Savior, more than they know how much we love other people. Let us be known for that and let us be careful not to take offense, but that instead of taking offense, we're busy building tables. We're busy building places where people can come and say, man, you may never have grown up in church you may hate church you're welcome to come to my table you're welcome to come this isn't a cool kids table this is a place where people can come and they can find grace and they can find forgiveness and they can find a second chance and they can find community no matter what walk of life you come in from my job is to love you and it is Jesus Christ to change you that's got to be us church that we are building tables over fences let's pray Lord we love you God, I come before you today, and, and I pray that today this would be something that the church lives out. God, it's easy to, it's easy to get offended. It's easy to, to be offensive in this culture. It's easy to be a fence builder because that's our nature. We go to houses, and houses already have fences built there's boundaries already built up to keep others out. And Lord, the churches have become just like that. 
Christians have become just like that. It's normal now for us to see people building fences in their life, but you didn't call us to be normal. You called us to be different. You called us to take the things that separate us and build tables so that people could gather, so people could find community, they could find love, they could find acceptance. They could find hope and they could find forgiveness. God, let this be the church. Let this be who we are. The Lord, we are all about loving you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we're all about loving others and making Jesus famous in everything that we do. In every way that we conduct ourselves, So that we can be the light of the world. So we can show the world what it looks like to love one another. What it looks like to love our neighbor. To love our fellow man. Not to divide and conquer, but to bring together and heal and point to truth and point to a Savior named Jesus Christ who can change it all. It is in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today if you're here. If you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here, and, and, and where I'm at, it's not where I should be at. You talk about this fence, and man, I feel like there's just something between me and God. Something separating me from Him. And you know it. You're here in person, you're watching online, and you know it. And if that's you, I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to give you a chance to change that reality and let your relationship look totally different and I'm not going to ask you to stand up I'm not going to lead you in another room all I'm asking you to do is raise your hand so that we can lead you in a prayer because we believe God sees a hand and he changes a heart if that's you when I get to three make the best decision the most important decision you can make one two three if that's you would you just raise your hand right where you are yeah yeah is there anyone else who said Justin that's me today yep you join these four hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else today? You say, Justin, that's me. I want to join these four hands that were lifted in this place before we go any further. Man, there's no judgment in this place. Just come home, man. Come home. Take the barrier down. Nobody can do it for you. Is there anyone else before we go any further? And this is just as simple as raising your hand and changing your reality and your eternity forever. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. God, I confess that I've sinned. That I'm not where I should be in my relationship with you. And God, I don't want this anymore. So I ask for your forgiveness. And God, I turn away from the life that I was living. And I turn to you, Jesus Christ. And I ask that you would be the Lord and Savior of my life. I repent of my life, I turn away from it, and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It is in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. Thank you.